Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 105. The long-awaited return is here, it's a new year, and what a year it's going to be for Eddie Jones and his England boys. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, I know it's been uh, rather a long time since our last episode and um, it's probably starting to sound like we say this a lot. Uh, we clearly need to make more of an effort to get our episodes out to you more regularly um, and we will certainly, this is the this is the year to do it. Um, but we are back now and I'm joined of course by Dan as, as always. Hi mate, how's it going? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone, including yourself, sir. I mm-hmm. mean, I've seen you, but, uh, you know, it's fine. Yeah, apologies. It was a sort of comedy of errors. But actually, both Andy and I, uh, we love doing this. And this is the year. This is a World Cup year. This is the year that England, 16 years after they were last world champions, become world champions again. So massive rugby year and we can't wait. Absolutely. Um, before we before we crack on with <clears throat> with everything we've got planned, um, you know, again, apologies. You know, the last episode we we did was uh, was post the All Blacks game, so we've missed the Japan game, we missed the Australia ge- Australia game. Now, obviously, uh, I went off to the states, and we always knew it was going to um, cause a bit of a a problem with getting episodes out to you while I was over there. Do want we to say a massive up in prison for a month or so though which which delayed it even further but you know stuff happens but anyway um so thanks for uh for for all the people that reached out to advise me on how i could watch the game while i was over there um i looked into pretty much all your suggestions and then ended up just paying for uh, vpn which enabled me to use my sky which was great so i did see the games um, big thank you in particular to Andrew Bonnar, who um, you tweeted me quite a few times with um, various links. And whilst I didn't use them for the rugby, I did manage to watch a couple of the big boxing matches. So um, appreciate those. Um, we have also had a couple of, I say reviews. I think people using using our, our review station to uh, to send us little messages Um Jellybean103, who I think's probably reviewed us before, but uh, changed it in order to say, come on, guys, when are you going to start up again missing the show? So five stars still. Uh, obviously, again, apologies. Uh, we are back, um, and, uh, and we certainly try to make sure that uh, you get your, your weekly fix from now on, because as Dan said, it is a huge year. Um, another particularly interesting one, um, our good old friend Wade Ackford. <clears throat> Wade, my man. Uh, it's back up to five stars again. It keeps fitting between one and five stars. But this time he says, boys, where are you? You're missed. You can't have given it up just uh, as England are up and running again. And we all believe England will win the World Cup in 2019. <laughs> it's like when Morecambe and Wise broke up. Come on, boys, bring me sunshine. I'm starting to believe. Regards. I've, I've figured Wade out. You know, you know when you're young and you're like the kid in the playground and, and you're mean to the girl you fancy. Uh, you think that's Wade- what it is? Wade loves us. That's it. He says he's been mean because secretly, secretly he loves us. And well, we love you too, Wade. For we now, yep. Yeah, for now, he's a friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, for now, uh, we are fickle we, people. So we, 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 we are back. We are back. We have big plans for 2019. It's a huge year, obviously. And uh, uh, yeah, our, our lack of um, 
our lack of episodes over the last few months, obviously, uh, notwithstanding, we'd obviously appreciate all you guys giving us a hand and, and telling people about us. You know, this is this is the year to get people listening. Um, you know, the England Rugby Pod was set up because we believe England can win the World Cup this year. Um, and it's all about following that journey. So, you know, if you, if you can't join us now, when can you join us? So, uh, yeah, spread the word, please. Um, anyway, without further ado, let's uh, let's sort of crack on with the episode. Um, <clears throat> we won't we won't go over the, the two games that we missed. Uh, you know, they're kind of in the past now. Um, but um, obviously, they were two more wins for England. Um, you know, we talked. Wade, prime example. You know, we we talked in in prior to the the autumn series about the fact that everyone was saying England had no chance and you know they were useless and what was going on and it was a disaster and Eddie Jones should go and and we'd always sort of said, well, let's wait until the autumn because you know we need to wait and see how they how they get on in the autumn before we can start judging the kind of the long term performance and we and we discussed you know what would a good autumn series look like. Um. And the general consensus consensus um, was that two. Well, I think what, what, what was it that was said? I mean, it was, we, we always said it was more about performances than anything else. But you know, a lot of people saying that even you know one or two wins from four would potentially be acceptable. Um, I, I I think I think it needed to be a minimum of two um, because Japan realistically should have won, and then we we. You want to look at beating one of the big three. As it happened, we were three out of four. And, and, and we, very close, very close to four out of four. Yes. One might exactly. argue robbed uh, against the All Blacks. Uh, might argue robbed. Uh, might argue we were the thieves against South Africa. But either way. Yeah, this is true um, as well. Well, this is, this is something else. Like, rather than trying to go through these games, because as I say, you know, it's, we've yeah. left it too long now. That it's, They've been debated. Um, but, you know, the one thing that came out of, of that series, that, that particularly if you were a non-England fan, um, except in, in defence of him, was, was obviously Owen Farrell and, and, his, uh, and his arms. Um, lots of memes on Twitter uh, of oh, Owen Farrell with, with uh, yeah, <laughs> T-Rex t- t- arms, yeah. Um, I think that, that, that this is not this is not about us trying to defend what he did or or, or justify what he did. Uh, I think that on that front, it's it's irrelevant now. Um, but I want to talk about how do we feel? How do you feel, Dan, uh, about having someone who is, you know, essentially being tipped as the new leader of England? We will wait to see what happens with Dylan Hartley, and because I, I'm still not a massive fan of the co-captaincy thing, but having someone. Leading the team, who is at the bottom line, is he's prepared to take that big a risk? Um, you know, because because like we like we said, both both of the tackles they could have gone either way. Yeah, it's so it's a tough one. It's actually something I've thought about a few times, and um, I, I am half stealing your point here. Well, not half stealing. I'm a hundred percent stealing your point here, but. Uh, from from when you and I were speaking amongst ourselves, but it is like having a captain on the edge. And as you said, Richie McCaw and Richie McCaw, great captain, probably probably the finest person to have ever been on a rugby field after Johnny Wilkinson or Jono uh, or Jono or any of the two thousand and three vintage. But he he did play on the edge, and so does Dylan Hartley. And we've been a fan of Dylan Hartley as a captain. So my take on it is. I don't think Owen Farrell, I think in those instances, 
and this is just my opinion. Owen Farrell's not thinking, I'm going to just shoulder up end this guy. Owen Farrell's thinking, how do I stop this guy? Like, right by a try line, how do I stop him? The South African's running at me. How do I stop him? I don't want to let this person through. Mm-hmm. Now, I also think, actually, at the moment, we can't criticise Owen Farrell for anything because he hasn't been penalised for it. No, no, Whether he should or should have it is half irrelevant. The second he starts getting penalised, yeah, yes, look at that. Because if that's a World Cup final and he gets sent off, you know, yellow carded or, God forbid, sent off, then that's a massive issue. But my personal opinion is I like a physical Owen Farrell. And my personal opinion is there's been so much about it that actually Owen Farrell probably is aware that there's going to be a slightly more spotlight on him. And he's probably going to be more cautious of it anyway. So I think it might have worked out for the best. Um, But that's sort of digressing slightly because you're saying about the captain side. I do think there are parts for me personally, as a captain, I would like to see him rein in a little bit. I, I, I still think on the whole, sorry. No, no, on. I was going to say this for me is the issue because I, I agree with yeah. you. I, I like this Owen Farrell. I like this aggressive Owen Farrell. Um, and, and as you say, he hasn't done anything wrong as far as the law is concerned. Um, that's the, the rugby laws, obviously not the, not the law, the law, but um well, I'm pretty I, sure he hasn't done anything wrong on the, the law of the law either, in his defence. We need him doing what he's doing. I, I just, my question is just, do you want your captain doing that? You know, this is this is someone that you want to not just influence the players around him, but to kind of, be, ultimately, you want him to influence the referees. You know, you want your captains to have that kind of respect from the referees, that they can talk to the referees. And, um, and you know, the, the best captains always have been able to influence them to a degree. So, yeah, well, where I'd counter that is, you. more importantly, I think, is you want your captain to have a respect of the players. Now, let's let's not forget, Jono. Jono was a hard bastard. And if he needed to get involved, he would be the first involved if it got, you know, if, if it got a bit rough. Because he led from the front. Now, I actually think there's something to say about having a captain, an Owen Farrell, as long as it's not becoming detrimental to results and team performance. I think there's something to say about having a captain who you know is going to put, put it all out there. I think there's yeah. something. Is that not quite easy to say? Is that not quite easy to say though? Because you know, taking these in, the two incidents from the autumn series um, that Owen Farrell was involved in, um, and as you say, both in both cases. They, they, he wasn't penalised, but there would be there was an argument in both cases to say he should have been. So you know he could e- it could easily have gone the other way. So it's easy to say oh let's worry about it if it goes the other way, but most people would agree that they were fifty fifty calls. Uh, the the first one to me was sixty forty. It should it, have been called. The second one was ninety five five. The, the <laughs> second one hundred percent was a penalty. There's no two. We cannot hide behind the second one against Australia. That was a hundred percent a penalty and probably a penalty try. I still think we dicked them. We but, did. We did. Know, we did. It didn't. That 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 one didn't affect the game. Um, people would yeah. argue that it might have changed the momentum. No, uh, England England had found their stride and um, and looked good, but. Um, but but yeah, my, my point is is that we don't want to just see Owen Farrell continue to do it until the referees go, oh, actually. And obviously, the more it happens and the more of a 
fuss that people make about it, the more likely referees are going to ping him harder. Um, we, we want we want him to to constantly perform in a in a place where he knows it's okay to do it. Uh, agreed. So that this this is the thing is 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 he is he kind of playing too close to the line because because even even you know his super fans can't a hundred percent be sure that he's what he's doing is okay so it's, it feels like you know do my point is if he does exactly the same thing again and doesn't get away with it you know he then then in theory you'd say well he was wrong last time as well so yeah, you, you don't I, want him to. You don't want him to kind of rein it in in terms of. You don't want him to stop putting his body on the line the way that he does. Um, I just. I don't know. I just wonder whether the captaincy is is something that that we don't need him to have. Like we, I've said it many times before. You know, he, let, let him concentrate on what he does, and he's quite an individual in that respect. Anyway, he has the respect of the players. He's always going to be a leader. Does he need an armband? And does he need that? Like, I cannot stand co-captaincy. It's so soft. Mate, do you know what? Do you know, I want to know the annoying thing? I was 100% with you. There was a part of me that was like, oh, is it, is it not as bad as I thought? I'm still against it. But guys, guys, listen, please, let us know your thoughts on this because Andy and I will, will talk this till, till the day's end. We'll, we'll, we'll happily discuss this at length. But we'd be really interested to know your thoughts as well because... I mean, we're not going to get the answer to this, are we, mate? I mean, we're not. I, we're not. We're pretty much singing from the same hymn. Sheet. Is this is this is your way of saying let's move on? <laughs> oh, you cracked that code, did you? Oh, All right. Well, let, well, let, we'll move, let's move on then. Let's move on to. Uh, to I want to talk very quickly about Ireland um, and two two things. One, uh, Aaron Hayashi on Twitter uh, tweeted us asking. Um, what we think about the England against Ireland game or the Ireland against England game that will be coming up at the, in the Six Nations. I mean, this has got to be England's biggest game. Yeah, first, it is first, England's, certainly biggest game before the World Cup. And biggest, you know, we, we talked a lot for a long time about the All Blacks being the big game, but, you know, as Ireland showed, that currently they're better than the All Blacks. Yeah, um, this is huge. Is that Twickenham? Oh, is it um, Twickenham, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's at Twickenham this year, but they beat us at Twickenham a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a huge game. So, so what's he asking? What, what is he asking? What do we? He's think? He's just asking what? Well, yeah, what? What we think? Because I because I guess the other part of my, what my question I'm going to ask you is: Are they currently favourites for the World Cup? Obviously, we know England are going to win, but but in terms of the bookies, so, so bookies wise, I still think New Zealand are slight favourites. Ireland have narrowed those odds considerably. I think um, Ireland are still favourites bookies wise ahead of England. Um, what do we think at Twickenham? I think it's a huge test. I can't call it. To beat Ireland would be a hell of an achievement. Oh, mate, I, I, yeah, I'll call it now. England, England, are, England are unbeaten until after the World Cup now. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Mate, that's huge. I, I'm on board. I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah. This is, this I, is the I, year. I, this is the it, year to believe, people. Yeah, it is the year to believe. It is 100% the year to believe. Um I think England will edge out Ireland at Twickenham in a close encounter, and then in an incredibly close encounter, yeah. um, and and I think that will give us huge momentum going into the World Cause, Cup. Because look, you, you, I mean, you say that you still got the All Blacks just tipping them, um, but, but, but obviously yeah. Ireland Ireland beat them. 
England, uh-huh. England very narrowly lost to them and, and for, for a decision from the ref could have gone the other way. And that's an England side that was supposedly, you know, under form. I think, uh-huh. I think, it, I think the All Blacks have shown signs that they're human and more, well, more than signs that they're human. You know, they, they, I think they've, they've been brought right down, not, not below the top flight, but, you know, in line with. So I don't think they're sitting pretty at the top, you know, with, with everyone thinking, oh, how do you, how do you beat the All Blacks? They're the ones anymore. I think they're, they, I think this autumn series alone has just, has just thrown them in the mix with, with the other top teams. Which is made for it's made for what's going to be a very interesting 2019, um, and obviously an awesome World Cup. Yeah, everyone everyone says it, and I completely believe it. I think this is going to be the, I think this is the most interesting World Cup ever going into it with regards to who can win it. Because genuinely, there are probably five or six teams that can win this World Cup, and without it being complete fluke, mm. uh, you you got to look at South Africa the year they had. You've got to, in fairness, and this really pains me to say, you've got to look at Wales. Wales are playing very well. They had a great autumn, four from four. Um, and they are... They're slowly Who did they play? <clears throat> so they, they didn't have... Scotland. The they did. They played Scotland. They beat Australia as well. Yeah. And did they beat South Africa? Oh, I think... Oh, I can't remember exactly. I don't follow Wales huge amount, but I think they might have beaten South Africa as well. Interesting. I mean, Australia are there's something wrong there, isn't there? Made yeah, yeah. Australia, Australia to me are player-wise, they're still capable of yeah. beating them a day. But I can't. My, my thing with them winning a World Cup is I just don't think they can be consistently strong enough. Do they need a change at the top? Is is Checker the the wrong man? Yeah, I, I I believe so, but I believe it's too late to do that now. Yeah, well although, you know, what have you got to lose? They they're kind of going into 2019 just with just no I don't know, just they're at the lowest they've ever been in, in the world rankings. They've got barely any wins from their last 10 games. Um I almost feel like, yeah, ordinarily you'd say it's too late, but in some ways it's almost like chuck someone else in there and, and see if you can get the two. You're a little bit like England in 2007. Um, you know, just sort of let the, te- let the team try and pull themselves together. And if that, you know, if it's under somebody new, even someone temporary, you know, I don't know. They won't do it, but I feel like that, that they need to change something because what have they got to lose? Um, but uh, anyway, it's it's a, it's good for us if they continue to to, to struggle to yeah. get anywhere. As long as they don't do, uh, as long as they don't do a, a, a you know come up against England and, and decide that'll be the one game where they decide to turn things around. Well, that that's the thing, and actually that's something England need to bear in mind. A lot of people hate the thought of being knocked out of the World Cup by England, so there's going to be a lot of. Uh, a lot of people throwing their all into that game, especially when it comes to knockout stages. But, you know, we're, we're still going to win it. So oh, exactly. Good. So be it. But, yeah, with regards to England Island, what do you think? I think England will just, just nick it at Twickenham. Well, I've already said England are unbeaten until after the World Cup. So so you've answered the question. Good I've, I've answered your question. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I believe you've got some questions for me. This is going to be a test of my knowledge and it's going to probably I, shine a light on it on my total lack of it. I do. So here's the thing I was doing just before we sort of said we'd record the pod today. 
I was just doing a bit of a review of 2018, a few stats. And I thought, do you know what? I'm a fun guy. I got the inspiration from an ex who was known as... Uh, <sighs> the... Sorry, carry on, mate. I'm telling you, she was known as the fun bus because she was fun and everyone got a ride. But I, ne- I never really understood why all the boys called her that. But I- I'm sure that's a mystery that will die with her. But I thought, rather than just go through stats, I'll make it a little quiz for you. So we can still get the stats across, but in quiz form. So, guys, uh, if you're listening, please play along. So, I've got 12 questions, mate. We'll see how we go. If, if it's getting uh, tiresome, please do let me know. But I think it will be good. Mate, I think it's probably starting to get a little tiresome. You're getting tiresome. But uh, <laughs> let's go. So, 2018, 12 matches, six wins, as we all know. So, first question for you, Andy. Johnny May was England's top try scorer in 2018. How many did he score? Was it A, six, B, seven, or C, eight tries? Uh, seven. Right, you're saying seven. We'll come back and give the answers at the end so everyone can play along. Um, Eddie Jones, in his time, the question number two, sorry. Eddie Jones, in his time as England coach, has given 31 players their England debut. How many England players did he give a debut in 2018? A, five. B seven or C nine? Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, England's biggest winning margin of 2018 was against whom? A Italy, B Japan, or C Australia? Biggest winning margin. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember all the scores. I think it was Italy. Okay. Question number four. Uh, England's last 20 games at Twickenham. So this goes a bit beyond 2018. But England, in their last 20 games at Twickenham, how many of them have they won? 16, 17 or 18? Their last 20 games at Twickenham? Twickenham, yeah. 18. 18. Okay. Right. Question number five. And then this one's this one's huge, just lucky guess, basically. But Owen Farrell was England's top point scorer in 2018. How many points did he score for England? Was it 103, 113, or 123? In, uh, I mean... 123. Okay. Question six. And this isn't multiple choice because I know you know the answer. It's just whether whether your head's on rugby mode at the moment. Which former New Zealand head coach joined England as defence coach in 2018? Um, Oh, God, what the hell's his name? Um... Oh, what's his name? We were literally were talking about him in our last episode. That's the point of a quiz, mate. Um, John Mitchell. Yeah. Well, we know that's correct. <laughs> Question seven. Who from England hit more rucks, which was 149, than any other tier one player during November? Maritojo. Maratoje was one of the options, and I will uh, <laughs> I will circle that as your answer. Um, question eight. 
Joe Cocknessiga yeah. was the first England player to score tries in his first two matches. Since whom? A. Luther Burrell, B. Mark Cueto, or C. Chris Ashton? Luther Burrell. Okay. Uh, question nine. How many days, and again, this is a sort of guess one. How many days between Chris Ashton's cap versus Australia, uh, versus, sorry, South Africa in 2018 and his last England outing? Uh, 1,396, 1,596, or 1,696? Oh, split the difference. 1,596 was the middle one? Yeah, so one. And question 10. England's test win versus South Africa in June 2018 was their first win in South Africa since when? Was it A, 2000, years, it? B, 2007, or C, 2012? Oh. Test in South Africa. So they're, they're winning South Africa in June. Was their first time they won on South African soil since when? Not first time they beat South Africa, but was it 2000, 2007 or 2012? Uh, 2000, 2007, 2012, 2000, uh, 2000, I guess. Okay. Uh, question 11. Dylan Hartley broke which record versus Australia in November? Was it most successful line-out throws by an England player, record international appearances at Twickenham, or most club and international appearances at Twickenham? Oh. <coughs> I'm going with Twickenham. Um, international. Okay. Um, final question. Uh, and, and again, this is not necessarily a massively fair question, but how many went to Twickenham in 2018 to watch Eddie Jones's side play? Was it 450,000, 550,000, or 650,000? Um, how many games did England have at Twickenham in 2018? Oh God. I don't know. It's going to be what eighty odd thousand times how many games? Eight, eight, eight games, maybe six. What was the option? Six hundred and sixty thousand. Did you say? Four fifty, five fifty, or six fifty? Six fifty. Six fifty. Okay, that's the end of the quiz. We'll go back and uh, see see how you did. And I know some of them are not. Um, the easiest. So the first question was Johnny May was England's top try scorer in 2018. You said with seven tries, it was actually with eight tries. So Johnny May scored eight tries mm. in uh, 2018 for England. Did he though? Allegedly so. <laughs> uh, I, I have not made up these questions. I obviously have copied them from somewhere. So, you know. Um, Eddie Jones has given 31 players their England debut in 2018. Uh, has given 31 players their England debut. How many in 2018? You said nine. The answer was actually seven. Um, I was trying to figure out who those players were. And I think I got Joe Cocknessinger, Ted Hill, Ben Moon, Zach Mercer, Alex Hepburn. One, two, three, four, five. There's a couple more who escaped my memory now. 
Trouble is, oh, he, they, probably yeah. Wilson was Wilson. The trouble is, he, you said, didn't you say he's done? Th- he's, he's given thirty-one players a debut since he came on board. Yeah. So it's going to be very difficult to know which of those are, were were in two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, if, it, if, it, if only yeah. seven of them weren't. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, sorry. If, if only yeah, seven of them were were two thousand eighteen. The rest were were before that. So yeah, yeah, we, we won't worry too much. But yeah, the answer was seven. He gave seven. Someone, someone, tweet us or, or or email us and let us know who the seven were. Yeah, absolutely. And and then England's biggest winning margin of twenty eighteen was against you said Italy, which is correct, and that was forty six fifteen. We beat them. Well, yeah. Um, England's last 20 games at Twickenham, how many have they won? You said 18, which is also correct. The two losses were to Ireland and New Zealand. Ireland in the Six Nations a couple of years ago, and obviously New Zealand in this uh, international. Um, Question five, Owen Farrell, England's top point score in 2018, how many points? Uh, You said 123. The answer is actually 113, and that was made up over 12 games he played. He scored four tries, 18 conversions, 18 penalties, and one drop goal, which is how his 113 points were made up. We need to bring back the drop goal. We do need to bring back the drop goal, and he should have gone for more, actually, but never mind. Um, We said uh, defence coach John Mitchell, you said, which is correct. Um, Who from England hit more rucks than uh, any other player? I was going to give you the choice of Mark Wilson, Brad Shields, and Maratoje. You said Maratoje. The answer was Sir Maro over Toje. So of course it was. Of course it more was. More than any England player, more than any, any tier. Yeah. yeah. So well done, Maro. And, and it's things like this, but Maro perhaps doesn't get the credit. Yeah, we, we gave him, we were giving him quite a lot of uh, flack uh, towards, certainly towards the latter part of last year and um, talking about how he needed to. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we kept on talking about how he seemed like he wasn't that bothered, but. You know, maybe his role, you know, when he first came on board, it was maybe a bit more flashy and it was a bit more kind of be seen to be doing stuff. Whereas now it's more about getting the job done that perhaps we don't see. Um, and that that's a really useful stat to kind of highlight that fact, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More, more of a workhorse. And, and actually, if he's working like that and the way Joe Launchery played last weekend, bloody hell, if those two are on fire, that is the best second round in the world. I don't care what anyone says. That's, that's now a fact. Um, question eight Joe Cock the singer was first England player to score tries in his first two matches since whom Luther Burrell Mark Waiter or Chris Ashton you said Luther Burrell and you were correct of course I was well done well done sir Um, question nine how many days between Chris Ashton's cap versus South Africa in his previous one we said 1596, 15-9-6, 16-9-6. You said 15-9-6, which is correct, which is approximately four and a half years. That's a mm. long time, but good for him. Uh, question 10, uh, England's test win in South Africa in June was the first win in South Africa since when? 2000, 2007, 2012. You said 2000, and you were correct. It was since 2000. And I believe, and this is memory, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was a Tim Stimson penalty from miles out that uh, won us that match. Or maybe. For some reason, I thought it was 10 years, but that wasn't one of the options. So that's why I went with. I think it had been 10 years 
previously since we'd beaten like South Africa or something like, and that was maybe a few years back, but it was, uh, but since 2000 was in South Africa. I remember, I remember sitting in a bar in Thailand watching that weirdly enough. Um, Dylan Hartley broke the question 11. Dylan Hartley broke which record versus Australia in November. Um, most successful lineup throws, record international appearances at Twickenham, or most club and international appearances. You said record international appearances at Twickenham, and that's correct. So Dylan oh. Hartley, well done. Dylan Hartley is now England's most capped international at Twickenham. Yeah. Well what's, he, what's he on? 80 odd? No, he's in the 90s now. Is he he's in the nervous 90s. And, and uh, most capped is still. Um, JL. Yeah, with, with what, 110 or 115 or something? No, no, no. Jason Leonard's, I think, is on more than that. I died. We'll need to double check. But yeah, no, I Jason. Think we, I think a while back we um, <clears throat> we talked about if Dylan Hartley stayed as captain of England through the World Cup, would he have a shot at, at breaking the record? Um, do you know? I'll look uh, yes, I, I do remember this chat. Sorry, sorry, keep chatting. I, I'm trying to. I'm actually just googling now how many 114 caps Jason Leonard has. 114. So and and yeah. so how many has uh, Dylan Hartley got right now? I think I think he's on 96, but I don't know. Can you not look it up the same way as you? Well, I, I guess I guess what you can you can use Google twice in a day. Yeah, mate, it's amazing. Sure. I'm still trying to use Ask Jeeves, but I can't find it anywhere. Um, Dylan Hartley caps. Uh, it says Dylan Hartley with 93 caps, but this was posted on the 1st of November. So I think he got three more, more caps. I no, think he got three more. more three more. So I think that's 96. So 96. Yeah. So he'd get another five in the Six Nations. So that'd be 101. There's a seemingly plays. Don't forget he's injured at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no. This is I'm, th- I'm talking about what, what the, the, what's possible. The the warm up games do they count as test matches? Yeah, they're still caps. Yeah. So there's two of them, is there? I think there's three. So that'd be 104, and then how? If you win a World Cup, it's how many wins? Seven, seven wins in a row. And that's that doesn't include the the, the group stages, though, does it? No, that must do. Of course, yeah, of course it does. Yeah. So that, but that's assuming you're unbeaten through the group stages, is it? No, uh, no, no, no. So, oh no, it's irrelevant. Okay. It's wins is irrelevant. So yes, yeah, so, so so it's seven so matches. Anyway. So you can't do it. Yeah. No, unless he plays on the World Cup, which I can't see. So they'd um, have to give him four more games post World Cup if you know, when England are obviously unbeaten. He's not going to do it, mate. I think we should uh, make our peace with that. Fair enough. Because <laughs> uh, I don't, because he won't play all those games anyway. Uh, but yeah, sorry. And just for final question: How many people went to Twickenham to watch Eddie Jones sign in 2018? 450,000, 550,000, 650,000. The answer was 550,000. Uh, the actual answer is 547,172. But I rounded up for the sake of. Oh well, that's, the, that means the question is null and void. Oh, does it? Yeah, um, if you'd put that in. If you said if you said four hundred and fifty thousand, five hundred and forty thousand, one hundred and seventy-two, or six hundred and fifty thousand, I'd have obviously gone for the middle one. Well, maybe, maybe you would have. Do you know what I also did? I did a little bit of math. Seven seven games. 
Six games, seven um, games, something like that. Uh, I think them hold. 80, 80 odd, eighty five thousand. Nah, I think it's nearly ninety. So yeah, I think it's probably six games. six games. Is that all they yeah. played at Twickenham in two thousand and eighteen? I think so. Yeah, because you had for four. Um, because obviously you're not including. Well, I don't know if that includes the Barbarians match, but I mean, that was the answer. But do you know what? I did a bit of maths with this, and I looked at it, and I was saying, so assuming at an average of seventy quid a ticket. At an average, that's over 38.3 mil in gate receipts. If you're saying an average of 80 quid a ticket, which is probably nearer by the time you've, I know you get cheaper, but by the time you pay the hospitality, that's 43.7 mil for the RFU. And that doesn't include, like, you know, any of the beers, any of that stuff going on. So it's big dollars. It is big dollars. Uh, but um, how did I do? How did I do? How did you do? I think you did all right, actually, mate. Let, let me count up your your things. God, I'm marking. I should have been a teacher, man. No, you wouldn't have been allowed to. I think you're not allowed to be around kids, are you? <laughs> you're so... Yes, I am now. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're taking, you, they're taking you off that register. Just, just to clarify, I was never on a register. I've always been allowed around kids. And can we not spread these rumours? God, you've changed since you've done some hard time. Um, you got eight out of 12, which actually, bearing in mind some of the questions were, I'll you, take you it. know, multiple choice of numbers is pretty good return. I'll take it. That's what, 60, um, 66%? Sure. Um, yeah, it, but it, it needed it needed to be somewhere around there. We can't really be justifying having a rugby podcast and getting less than that, can we? No, not really. But like you say, you know, the point of it was to highlight some stats, and some of them are quite hard when you've got like, you know, how how many people went to Twickenham, you know? Well, exactly. So we'll call that a, a, a correct answer. And... Well, well, you did get some of those lucky guesses right, so you know, let, let's not call it too many of a, of a guess answer. Like, like what? Like, like, uh, like, yeah, who hit the most rucks? Uh, no, no, that that was good. That was good skill because you said Maratoja, but like, um, which one of them did you get right? Yeah, like how many days since Chris Ashton? Yeah, no, that was obvious. Oh, was it? Was it? Sorry, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> realize. Right. What what uh, anyway? Well, let's move on, guys. Let us know how you did. Uh, if anyone got them all right, um, obviously Dan, as he said, um, he copied the questions from somewhere, which means that he probably didn't just look up lots of different questions. He probably found one place where all the questions were exactly at like that, and which means that some of you probably have already done this quiz. Is that possible, Dan? <laughs> I'm not going to rule it out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> So, for those of you that hadn't already done it and therefore knew the answers, let us know how you got on. Um, so, what, what's next? Well, I guess the next is just quickly. Let's let's have a look. We will save we'll save a bit of a teaser because we are going to be coming consistently to you this year. We are. Is um, what what I'd quite like to do actually ne- next week is let's maybe have a look at current form. We won't necessarily do that now, but let's have a look at current form. Who do we think of the players who are really starting to put their hands up? But what's what's next? I guess the look ahead of the year, what do we want? Imagine not the look ahead of the year, look ahead at Six Nations. What's a good return for us? Do we have to win this Six Nations? Or can we finish second? Can we finish is third? It, is finish it, is it, does it matter? Because we're going to be unbeaten, like I said. So we're obviously so going to we win it. Win. We're going to get a Grand Slam. We're going to get a Grand Slam. But assuming we didn't, what would be acceptable? 
I mean, hard to say because we are going to. But um, yeah. Well, it's a question for next week. It is a question for next um, week. You're probably right. I also think we should talk about, you know, let's take a look at the at the kind of the, the the England side from the autumn, and the England side that we would pick now because there is obviously some big names and one in particularly and particularly large name in the form of uh, Billy Vanapola. He's back. Um, Scored a try. I'm guessing his brother is back, or it will be soon. Mackens uh, back as well. Yeah. Um, we can look. We, we, let's find out what's going on with Anthony Watson and you know a few few others who. Because I mean, so I, believe, I believe I believe Anthony Watson is due back imminently, as is JJ. Yeah. But do you? Uh, so, so well, actually, well, this is the point. We, I'm not saying we necessarily all of these make it back in the team. There are certain ones in there that. Uh, that probably do without question, but you know some some others maybe not, and obviously form is going to dictate a lot of this. But it'll be interesting to have a look at the the side that perhaps we'd have picked uh, a year ago, or mm-hmm. uh, you know you know what I mean. Ba- basically, let's look at those guys, those guys that are coming back that were kind of stalwarts of the England side, um, and who they would have to replace to come back into the team, and whether or not we'd be happy to see that. So. <laughs> With Billy, it's a foregone conclusion. Billy's in that, but if he's back and he's fit, he's in that starting lineup, right? Yeah. I was meaning next week, let's do this. Oh, let's say, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, sorry, but, but Billy's, Billy's coming up, do you? <laughs> Billy's right, in. Billy's in. Billy's our, our first choice, number eight. But, we, but I think what the Awesome has shown us is that we have some really strong, uh, we have a very strong replacement um, and, and options, and perhaps where. You know, not that long ago, we were talking about concerns about strength and depth in the back row, which ironically, not that long before that, we did have. Um, you know, pre-autumn, we were saying we didn't have it. And now we're probably saying, actually, we do have it again. So it's it's been an interesting autumn. And I think, I think Eddie Jones, I think the bottom line is Eddie Jones has probably taken a lot away from the autumn series that's going to be extremely valuable this year uh, and leading into the World Cup. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the likes of Mark Wilson have uh, have made things interesting. You're still, I don't think, on this uh, on this side, but I think Henry Slade to me is our starting thirteen at the moment. Really? I think he's looking good, man. I think he. I think Henry Slade is. But are you talking about he's looking good for Saracens? Oh, sorry, for um, um, right. Exeter, or are you saying I'm he's looking England, good based brother. on the way you I'm saw him playing for England? Yeah, I, I think I think Henry Slade at thirteen is I, I, I don't get me wrong, I don't think he's been incredible, but I think he's getting better and better and I think he's got something that no other thirteen in England has. Would you have would you have Owen at uh, ten then? Would I sorry? Have Owen Farrell at ten? Yes, I would, yeah. So who would you have at twelve? I've got Manu or TA. Right, okay. And um, that's I uh, to me I don't know. So I've got for me I've got Farrell Manu Slade. And I th- I think that mix is is good. Interesting. Well yeah, yeah. well let's it, it, it's, I think it'll be an interesting conversation next week. I think looking at the side post the autumn um looking at the players that are back cuz they and there's a lot there's a lot of guys, you know, that can be put back in the mix, you know, who weren't available for the autumn series. Um, 
and I think suddenly it will be a much more interesting looking kind of England squad. Um, I, I don't know if you wanted to talk about. I think you mentioned to me about the uh, the elite player squad um, and a certain fly half who is included in that. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Jones included in that. Do you know what? I've looked into that a lot. There's not much information on that, so so let's not go into that now because I want to. But I know Dennis. I know the elite player squad met at the start of this year, and I know Danny Cipriani was including that. But let's let's not you know get to find it, out so. a little more before we. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and it'll be an interesting one when, when we do find out because, you know, how do we feel about that now Now that we're starting to lean towards Farrell at 10? Well, I've still I've still got Cipriani involved. I've still got him on the bench. Um, and and I, I always have. Um, and Danny Cipriani is injured at the moment. Uh, and don't forget, the elite player squad actually doesn't mean that doesn't much. Mean I mean, it's a very wide, very wide squad. All right, well, look, let's let's stop talking about what we're going to talk about and let's wish our listeners farewell. Um, we've, we've eased back in. Uh, you know, we didn't we're want to... We've back in. We, and guys, thanks for sticking with yeah, us. Yeah, we've eased back. We hope you are still sticking with us. Hopefully we don't find that yeah. there's been, you know, a 50% drop-off of listeners because we left it too long. Hopefully you guys are still... You've been waiting for the for, for us to come back and we are back now. Um, and as we say, we are we are pledging to bring you an episode every week this year. Um, well, we are energized. We are so energized for this right now. This year, We've it's such a big year, and it's it's the reason we created the podcast, as I mentioned at the beginning. So um, yes. this year is what it's all been about. Um, so yeah, please, as I said before, spread the word. Um, you know, we want to get as many people listening as we can. We've got there's maybe a thousand of you that tune in every week, um, which obviously is not as big as some of the the podcast out there but this is something that we just do for fun um you know there's no there's no backing to this it doesn't make money um which is why you'd have to listen to boring adverts and things um so it's just purely down to uh, you guys spreading the word to get more and more people listening um and, and joining in the conversation so yeah spread the word get people involved it's a big year for england rugby it's a big year for us obviously um and uh, and obviously ratings reviews is one of the best ways you can do that so you know i think we've got i think maybe 50 or 35 people have written a review we've got about 50 people who have done ratings but there's a thousand of you listening so guys there's a fair few of you out there that could uh five minutes of your time could could seriously do us a massive favor so please if you get the chance head over to itunes drop us a rating drop us a review um, let us know what you think hopefully uh, it'll be positive um, and that's why you're tuning in. Um, and of course, as we always say, get in touch on uh, on email, englandrugbypod at gmail.com and, and let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know if you've got any questions. Um, let us know how you got on with Dan's quiz. Anyone who got uh, 10 out of 10 or 12 out of 12 will assume you cheated. Um, and uh, we will catch you next week. We'll probably start, well, we haven't decided yet, Tuesdays or, th- or Wednesdays probably, but we'll start making it a bit more of a regular thing. So, um, hopefully the episodes will be dropped in time for you to pick them up on your commutes into work um, and yeah join us for the coming year because it's going to be a good one uh, catch up with you soon my rugby brothers and sisters take care guys 